Well, we are now officially on episode 7 of The Medley, All Things Appleby. Only three more episodes before we enter worldwide syndication. I'm Dave Sakonic, huddled in our newly lit studio in the Appleby Grove at Lakefront Productions on May 21st. Today, we have an interview with retiring Appleby College board chair, Aubrey Bailey, discussing his 60-plus year involvement with the school. Next, we have a great performance at Little Lion Man by Mumford & Sons, sung at Guitar Fest 2018. Mr. Boychek is here to set the stage for Guitar Fest 2020, the hindsight edition. His interview is followed by a 2019 Guitar Fest performance of the song Reapers by The Muse. But to begin, I love nostalgia. It's that warm, fuzzy feeling that we get when we think of events from our past. We are all nostalgic during our lifetime. I fondly remember my nine years spent here as an Appleby student, including the many friends I met along the way and am still in touch with today. I remember the great rock music of the 1970s and McDonald's 33-cent cheeseburgers and 10-cent pop. I remember the day I got my driver's license, the day I graduated from Appleby in 1978, and the many adventures afterwards. So is it bad to reminisce? Never. Do it as often as you like. It helps to keep us grounded and provide perspective. This is where I was, and this is where I am. Nostalgia is life's scorecard. Earlier this week, I had the pleasure of speaking with Appleby College retiring board chair, Aubrey Bailey, about his memorable and community spirit involvement with the school. Here is that nostalgic interview. Good morning, Aubrey. How are you doing today? Oh, terrific, Dave. Great to be with you. Thank you so much for doing this. There's a number of questions that you've never answered for me, so I'm going to start asking you this morning. How long has your family been involved with Appleby College? Oh, my goodness, David. Uh, my grandfather, uh, Sir Frank Bailey, purchased a farm just west of Appleby. Uh, and that was in 1917. And uh, he uh, was going to build it into a cattle farm, but he got to know Appleby because he was less than a mile away. And in 1918, his eldest son, Aubrey, uh, was enrolled at Appleby. And he was there at Appleby from uh, 18, 1918 to 1927. And he had two younger brothers, my dad, Frank, and his younger brother, Jim, and they all went to Appleby. But Sir Frank died uh, in 21. So um, my grandmother ended up moving into the farm in Oakville and began a long-term relationship with Appleby. But it starts in 1918 with my Uncle Ob being enrolled at Appleby and then his two younger brothers were subsequently enrolled as well. And since that time, I think I took a look the other day, I think there have been Baileys at the school for every year except two uh, from that year to this. And even today, uh, we have one, two, three, four. I think we have five Baileys at the school today. They aren't Baileys. They're Wilsons. They're Bondons. They're Osenias. But over the years, there have been Baileys, Bensons, Greens, Howards, Hagees, Belfords, Suzokans, and then the current gang that are there. So uh, the, there have been Baileys at the school since 1918. That's 100 years of... Uh... Well, it, it's, it's good to be part of a big family, and we were lucky. My, my grandfather had five kids, three boys, Aubrey, Frank, and Jim, and two older daughters, and that family gets together for Christmas still, and it's anywhere from 100 to 110 people who are there for Christmas dinner. Holy jumping. So it's a good, strong family, and, and having a big family, I think, is such a huge benefit. It's been a great benefit to me people you can go and talk to who aren't your siblings or your parents. And it 
gets you feeling like you're part of something bigger than just yourself. And what year did you start Appleby? Uh, 1957, 56, 57. And you graduated in 1963? Yeah. What was it like going to Appleby back in the 50s and 60s? Well, Dave, it's, it's been interesting. I've been lucky to be involved with Appleby virtually since I graduated. So I've watched Appleby change and evolve uh, as it has. But when I was there, it was very different. 250, 225 students, 90% boarding, 10% day students, a few local day students, but mostly boarders. You lived 724 at Appleby. You got off on Sunday after church in Oakville but you had to be back at seven o'clock for chapel. So it was 724, you were living in the community of Appleby College virtually eight months of the year. As it is today, you have to participate in everything. You were in cadets, on sports teams, obviously in the classroom, and then in, in other extracurricular activities. Uh, dry, I remember plays, being in plays all the time, and you were part of a community and you, you involved yourself along with everybody else in the community. And you learned to live with a bunch of your peers in a, in a fairly confined environment at a very young age. Who were some of your uh, favorite teachers? Oh my God, Hoot Gibson, um, Skin Doer, Herb Hardwick was wonderful. There, there are so many of them. Morris Cook who taught us Latin. It was, it was a lot of fun in those days. Chapel. Chapel was a whole school event. Everybody went to chapel at the same time, uh, and it was part of every day's routine. You were in the chapel at 8.30 in the morning, singing a couple of hymns, and you know it was just part of the culture of the school. What are some of your fondest stories? Oh my God, well, cadets was always, um, was always a bit of a challenge, but one that everybody, uh, it, was, you know, it was mandatory. And I was, I was lucky I got to be in the band, so I, could, I, I learned how to play the drums, and, uh, and that was kind of fun. Going to the, we didn't have any arena at the school in those days, so we played at the Oakville Arena. People would go crazy if they saw the way we got back and forth to the arena. We got in the back of, a, of Bert Hardwick, Bert, Hard, Bert Halsey's truck, on benches and he'd be driving along the road and you know if, if you weren't careful you'd go around a corner too quickly and all the benches would go flying over and that was the way that we got to the arena. Uh, the team sports you know going traveling with uh, your your teammates and going to play at Ridley or Upper Canada you know those and, and as I said chapel chapel was always a, a big part of the uh, a big part of the daily routine of uh, of the school, and I guess you know we used to we used to sneak out in the woods and smoke. And uh, one of my classmates had a girlfriend who uh, would come out every once in a while and meet him in the woods and have a cigarette. And he bought she bought along a friend one day, and that ended up being my wife, Marcia. And uh, and that so we got to know each other through through Appleby connection. The woods have stories. And they had they have they have a lot of stories. <laughs> What were some of your favorite meals? Well, when I first came here, uh, the dining hall was in the basement of Collie House. And again, it was, a, it was a smaller school and there were lots of antics going on and you learned how to, we learned how to break into the pantry down there. And if we were hungry at night, we figured out how to get in there and get some cookies or get some other sustenance to keep us going until the next morning. Uh, and then when they built the, 
the, uh, the dining hall and the gym, which would have been in the late 50s, last couple of years that I was at the school, that was just a huge addition to the school, proper dining hall. And we would have, um, I guess what you might call today family style dinners. You'd sit down formally at a table. You'd have a master at the head of the table, eight or 10 of your peers around the table. And you'd, and you'd have a discussion. The master would make sure you weren't goofing around and, and you'd have an intelligent discussion about whatever the, the issue or the topic of the day was. It was a, it was a civilized process. Uh, so meals were, meals were good fun. And the food was never, the food wasn't terrific. Uh, I have the benefit of having the occasional meal at Appleby today. And I think the food's a lot better today than it was back then, but we were young, we were young all guys in those days, and uh, we got along with it, and we really enjoyed it. Dormitory life, I remember very well the, uh, the top four of, of uh, Collie House, what eventually became known as Chataways, and there were 20 of us, and we were all pretty young kids in those days. Rob Ross um, was, uh, was one of my great friends, and is one of my great friends, <clears throat> and he and I were there together, and then we, then we graduated from there to the Poles House dorm, 20 guys, iron beds, little cubicles, and then you finally worked your way into a two-better or three-better, and then you had your own room as in your last couple of years uh, on, the, on the main deck at Pulse House, in my case. So that's all part of that life, uh, which I think made, made it so exciting. It was a lot of fun. The totality of the experience, I totally agree with you. Uh, what did Appleby teach you? Oh, my God. It taught you to, to get along with and live with your peers at a pretty young age. And, and uh, you know, you learned pretty quickly you couldn't do the things you could do at home because people wouldn't put up with it. You had to be, you were part of the community and you had to pitch in and be part of the community. And I think that's, uh, that's a pretty good life lesson all by itself. I think I also learned that learning is a lifelong profession. It's something you never you never stop doing. And uh, Appleby is one step along the way and university is another. But what you learn pretty quickly is you've got to keep learning all the way through your life. And part of living in a community, you've got to learn to respect other people's perspectives. Uh, and they're sometimes different than your own, but they come from a different experience and a different background. And you can learn from that. The trick is to listen and learn from from others around you that's the way you develop your your knowledge base and develop your unique approach to whatever the issue of the day might be did you have many international students while you were in boarding uh very few we had uh, john bethel from bermuda uh we had um one chap uh, michael ford i think from uh, brazil Guido Pensi was in another year. He was from Peru, but very few. You know, it was basically Oakville, Toronto, uh, maybe Hamilton, Burlington, but it was basically the local community and everybody was living in except for Dwight Luna was a, was a dear, is a dear friend of mine. And he was a day student from Oakville. Most of the students were from the local Toronto, Oakville area. Yeah, I, I boarded from grade nine to 13. And we were much like you. We were just six kilometers down the road. You were a kilometer. It was an option to be a day student, but I never thought of that. The boarding environment was so immersive. My best friends are still from that from time. Period. You know, yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. And, and I think I speak for, for your children and, and our children is that their best friends are 
Appleby friends. Uh, absolutely. They, they meet their friends at university, but their lifelong friends are, are Appleby. Are the ones and, they've gone through Appleby with. Yeah, I know. You're absolutely right. And, and they, under, they understand what the expectations are. And then, you know, they appreciate those who adhere to those expectations. Right, right. I've got one more question for you. Yeah. If you were to do your address this year as the retiring chair of the board, what would you be saying to our graduates of 2020? Oh, my goodness. I, I think uh, the message of continuing the process of learning and realizing that learning is part of a lifelong approach towards building yourself and, and uh, Appleby is one stage, university is a second, but you're going to be learning all your life. Uh, number one, number two is listening and learning from those who are around you. And with, with a real special emphasis on listening, we all get into trying to tell our own story and tell our own perspective that we don't stop and think about what the other person is actually saying and taking it in and, and digesting it and understanding their perspective on an issue. That's how you learn. You don't learn by pitching your own perspective. You learn by having a perspective of your own, but then engaging with somebody else and understanding what their perspective is and, and what the differences are and why they're there. I think the other thing I would emphasize would be giving back to your community in whatever way you can. I think I can honestly say I have gotten more joy and more benefit from what I've done giving back in the community than I have with all of my work involvement and everything else. I think uh, being able to give back in whatever fashion that is to help people and to help your community develop and evolve is, uh, will reap lots of rewards for you. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because, you know, this is my 34th year as a teacher here at yeah. Appleby. And right. I've seen this community built from the time I was here as a student to where it is today. And I think we are on such a strong footing with the support from our community members, but, you know, the leadership of the school, the faculty, the students, the alums, the parents, that we're in a very good spot right now. And, and I think a lot of it has to do with your leadership. I'm lucky to be, I find that I'm lucky to be involved with Appleby. Uh, I think we have been blessed with strong leadership in the school, and I think Appleby has changed significantly over the years. I think the core strength of the school is its culture, and I think that culture has not changed. I think we live by the same rules and the same goals and objectives today that were in existence when John Guest uh, and Sir Edmund Walker started the school in 1911. Even as recently as um, a couple of years ago, uh, when Innes became the, the head of the school, uh, and one of the things we talked about through the, through the process of engaging him was the culture at Appleby. And he's been involved in Queens and Upper Canada, and he, he knew the educational environments. And he came back a couple of years later and he said, you know, you were right. One of the things that is unique about Appleby is its culture. And I think uh, we bend over backwards to involve everybody, to parents, uh, staff, teachers, students. Everybody's got a focus. We are there to help develop our students into fine human beings and leaders who can really make a significant contribution to our society such as it is. And I think that culture is important, and I think it's been a focal point for the school from day one to today. 
eloquently said, Aubrey. Thank you very much. Well, what are you doing this summer? Well, I, I'm hopefully I'm going to head up to Muskoka. I've got uh, Appleby board meetings and things, most of which are by Zoom now. So I hope my technology is as as secure up there as it is uh, here in the city. And then I'll, uh, you know, I, my kids are going to be up there. My daughter Sam and and her twin boys are up at their their cottage, which is right near us. So hopefully uh, we'll have a nice warm summer and the the social distancing will moderate as we move ahead and uh, and hopefully come September we'll be back into some form of on-campus activity at Appleby. I don't think it'll be business as we remember it last year, but I think we will, we will be back in campus, we'll be back in classrooms with a new reality, but in on campus and in classrooms. I totally agree with you actually, I'm, I'm, I'm on your side. Well, Aubrey, thank you so much for speaking with me this morning, and I look forward to seeing you virtually or in person in the coming months. Thanks a lot, David. I really enjoyed doing this, and, uh, and good luck, and uh, take care, and uh, keep yourself healthy. You too. Thanks so much, Aubrey. All the best. Okay, David. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care. It is always great to hear the stories about school life from a few decades ago. Thank you, Aub. Next up, Little Lion Man, Sophia Vassilaris Wilson on vocals, Cole McAleese on banjo, Mr. B on guitar, and Paul Hal on the drum box. Weep for yourself, my man, you'll never be one is in your heart. And it was not your fault but mine And it was
Here's a little known fact. The song is about asking your mother for advice and having the courage to do things. Interesting. Mr. Boychuk spends countless hours each year working with our musicians, preparing them for not only course curricula, but for the special music events such as Appleby Rocks and Guitar Fest. So it is only fitting that he joins us again to discuss tomorrow evening's Guitar Fest 2020. Good morning, Mr. B. How are you doing today? Good morning, Zook. I'm doing great. Nice to, uh, nice to get back together with you again. Now, we have a big event taking place on Friday. Can you yes. uh, elaborate? Yes, we do. Guitar Fest 2020 will be happening. Um, we got a great show uh, in store for everybody. We have quite a few new submissions. We got a lot of wonderful students sending in performances from home. I'm really looking forward to. We've got representation from the middle school, the upper school, the senior school. We have some wonderful blasts from the past, some classic best ofs. We've got some cool performances from the Fall Appleby Rocks. I don't know how many people did get a chance to see that show, but I've pulled out a few, uh, a few wonderful pieces from that particular night. And we also have some, some fun alumni Zoom chats. We got together with a bunch of alumni just to talk about some of the blasts from the past and their experience performing at Guitar Fest or being part of Appleby Rocks. And that's, that's kind of it in a, in a nutshell. And what time on Friday? Uh, show starts at 8 o'clock, and it's going to be roughly about an hour and a half long, maybe a touch longer than that. Bella and I will be hosting the evening. We are encouraging people to join in on the chat, and as you're watching the concert, you know, share a thought or two on the performance or a memory from the night of, or ask any questions as we go through and keep it really interactive also. Will there be any live performances? There'll be no live performances, Zook. Everything is, the only thing live is going to be me and Bella chatting with you guys in the chat online. How did you organize all this? Because the technology must be at a different level. Well, Ryan Leeming is doing most of the tech stuff behind the scenes. So he's going to be, he's going to be running the show. Basically, we had you know, a bunch of kids submit songs over, over the last few weeks. So I've collected all of those. I, we did a bunch of Zoom sessions, recorded them, and then went back to the archives and found a bunch of classic performances from previous concerts. And these are, these are from our chapel. These are from Outdoor Last Year at Guitar Fest, from Willis Hall. So they're all over the place. So one of them's from a recording session we did with Second generation of Appleby Rocks from Metalworks Studios. Um, and then we just kind of edited it all together. We've got some really interesting things. There's a, there's a very cool online guitar battle between Ahmet and Mike from the Upper Two Jazz class in true guitar player spirit. They're trying to do outdo each other with tricks, uh, performing tricks. So that's going to be on there. Oh, what's his name? Guillermo and Michael Harhe are doing a wonderful, wonderful tribute to arguably the greatest electric bass player of all time, Jaco Pistorius. Uh, we've got some first ever um, performances for 
uh, Guitar Fest. We've got a comedy bit from Sterling that we've never had at a Guitar Fest performance now that we've got that. The uh, Comedy Club with, uh, with Ron Hay. Yeah, all kinds of wonderful things. We're hoping Mr. Uh, Grant will be online because we have some alumni that have a bit of a contentious issue with him and are waiting for a response from him. We actually invited Mr. Grant to join us. Now, apparently he told me that he had a very important school meeting. I actually think perhaps he knew what we were getting at and he might have been afraid to face the questions of some alumni from a few years back. I'm just going to leave it at that and we'll see what happens. Well, we will make sure Mr. Grant gets the link. That's, that's definitely going to take place. And how many performers do you have in total? 30, 40. I mean, we start adding up all the, all the band members. A lot of the new stuff is individual performances just because of, you know, social isolation and kids at home. But there's some there are some stellar performances. And uh, and then there's a lot of stuff that we did um, prior where there's, you know, groups of students. I mean, the alumni, we've got one performance from last year's Guitar Fest put together um, for the 15 year anniversary. We put together, I think we had 12 or 13 uh, alumni going back 15 years. So we've got at least a dozen kids in one of the performances right then and there. So yeah, I, I got to say we'd probably be pushing fifth. Great question. I'm going to have to go back and count them up. So this is the 16th year. 16 years. Yeah. That's outstanding. Yeah. So once again, Friday, May 22nd, eight o'clock at night, hour and a half show, come one, come all. Yeah. And one thing, if you, there is a link that is going to be coming out. I should be out in Applebee this week, should be coming out in Applebee today, just so you can have a link to the actual stream. But that, that'll be, that'll be all over um, school notifications and stuff for anybody who wants to check it out. Boris, I think this is going to be a global event. <laughs> global event. <laughs> Well, think about some of our alums all over the world and they're going to actually actually that's true because we do have like even uh, Erickson who's uh, in China now, you know, he's one of our alumni. He was involved in the Zoom and he told me he's got it marked down on his uh, on his calendar at eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, his time he'll be he'll be watching away and connecting to it. So I guess in that sense, it is a global event. Boris, you're an amazing person. Thank you so much for talking with us this morning and we'll see you on Friday night. Take care, Zook. Thanks so much. Bye-bye now. That was a lot of fun chatting with Mr. B. So in honor of tomorrow evening's event, we have the song Reapers by the Muse. It is from last year's 15-year anniversary Guitar Fest show. It features Senior 2 M. Merchant on vocals, Upper 2 Michael Harhay on bass, and Class of 2019 alum Sonny Yu on guitar and Noah Cummins playing drum. Enjoy.
Well, that's the show for today, and we'll be back again in seven days. Enjoy the post-AP exam days, the summative activities, and the glorious weekend ahead of us. We're going to end the podcast with a school theme. The movie, School of Rock, debuted in 2003, in which Dewey Finn becomes a substitute teacher of an elementary private school and turns his class into a band, something we have been proudly doing here at Appleby for decades. Stay safe. Stay well.